0: And we'll start off with the daily COVID numbers. The number of new COVID-19 infections rose by 314 from the previous day to 3,684, but the death toll fell by 3 to 26, according to official data announced on Thursday. Of the new cases, 3,540 were in the general population and 144 among prison inmates. On Wednesday, 4,531 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. The latest Phuket Provincial Public Health Office daily COVID situation report has marked 50 new local infections confirmed across the island yesterday, bringing the total number of people recognised as infected with COVID-19 in Phuket since April 3rd to 18,874. One more Omicron variant case has been confirmed in Thailand, bringing total confirmed cases to date to nine, plus five potential cases still awaiting confirmation by means of whole genome sequencing tests, according to the Director General of the Medical Science Department, Dr. Supasak Sirilak. And moving along to our first story of the day... New Year's planning begins. The country's major tourist cities, Bangkok, Pattaya, and Phuket and Chiang Mai, are in planning mode for New Year festivities after the government further relaxed COVID-19 control measures, including extending the alcohol serving time to 1am on New Year's Eve. The Rue relaxation by the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration was welcomed by tourism operators and other businesses in these major tourist destinations. Patia City is organising New Year's celebrations from December 29th to 31st at its iconic Bali High Pier, where popular artists will entertain the nighttime crowds, said Santia Kumplum, the city mayor. Among the artists will be Kunipuk Bukbakul, alias Bam Bam Got 7, the popular Thai rapper based in South Korea, said Mr. Santia, adding that a second New Year's celebration site will be held in Lan. The CCSA has made us smile again. This will bring an income after a long time of being hit by COVID-19, said Kunwasan, owner of an entertainment venue in Patia. A meeting was called a Wednesday to brief business operators on what they can and cannot do during the New Year's festival, said Bun Anon Patanasin, president of the Patia Cities Business and Tourism Association. In Bangkok, the chairman of the Thai Chamber of Commerce welcomed the CCSA's decision to ease COVID-19 restrictions for the coming New Year celebrations. This CCSA announcement has not only brought confidence to people eager to celebrate the festival, but for business operators as well, especially given how the COVID-19 situation is improving in the country, he said. Mr. Sanan urged the government to accelerate COVID-19 immunization in the province to boost confidence in the country's ability to deal with Omicron variant of the coronavirus. The president of the Association of Business Operators in Khao San Road now expects some 10,000 people, twice the usual number of visitors, on a busy night. Phuket aims to offer revelers the maximum time limit in terms of celebrating New Year's Eve with alcohol. Pichasat Panapong, Deputy Provincial Governor, said a provincial order has been issued to extend the alcohol serving time at restaurants from 11pm to 6am on December 31st. The order was given after the region saw a decline in the number of COVID-19 infections coupled with a rise in vaccination coverage, said Tanasuk Punget, President of the Phuket's Chamber of Commerce. In Chiang Mai, five select districts, namely Moang, Mei Rim, Mei Teng, Doi Tao and Xemtang can serve alcohol until 1am on New Year's Eve. More than 500 restaurants have been certified after passing the government's COVID-free setting standard and are allowed to serve alcohol while another 500 restaurant operators hope to pass the COVID-19 safety certification requirement in time for the New Year celebrations. So a little bit of good news around the country. They seem to be building up for a nice celebration over the course of the new year. My hope is, of course, that it will go by safely. We won't see any dramatic increases in COVID-19 infections after this has all happened. But if everybody does their part over the course of the week, I think we'll all get through it. Now, I also think it's interesting that while everywhere else around the country is allowed to stay open to 1 a.m., Phuket is allowed to stay open till 6 a.m by way of provincial order. So it also shows you that the provinces can extend the alcohol serving times if they wish to. And it would make you wonder why the likes of Bangkok and Pattaya governors don't do the same. I guess that's something we need to ask them and hopefully we'll get an answer from them on that sometime in the future. And next up, not all COVID saliva test kits approved, FDA warns. The Food and Drug Administration has not yet approved the registration of saliva antigen test kits, which involve putting tips of test strip directly into the mouth. Deputy FDA Director General Surachak Tangwiwat said on Thursday his office had to date approved two main types of COVID-19 antigen test kits for home use, those testing from nasal swabs and those using saliva samples. The latter type uses different ways of collecting saliva. Some instruct users to put saliva in a cup and then use a straw to add a few drops to a sample, slot or test strip. Others tell users to use a wooden spatula to take a sample from the inside of a cheek, dip it in the supplied solution and then add a few drops of the mixture to a test strip. The FDA stressed that the FDA has not approved the registration of any ATKs that instruct users to directly put the tip of a test strip in the mouth. Safety data involving the method have not been available or verified, especially on possible reactions and toxicity when a person conducts multiple tests, read the statement. There is also no information on whether the chemical coated on the tip would be transferred to the mouth while keeping it there. The collection method has also not been approved on children aged below 12, since there is no evidence toxic chemicals would not be released if a test strip is nipped or damaged while in the mouth. Due to those reasons, the FDA Deputy Secretary-General urged people to use only the ATKs approved by it and follow the instructions of each brand for safety and testing efficiency. And next up, Tourism Ministry unveils Portal to assist visitors. Thailand has launched a new tourism website, aiming to make travel to the country easier for the 8 to 15 million tourists expected to visit next year. The central platform, named Entry Thailand, includes necessary information before arrival, providing basic information and documents that tourists must prepare in advance, with complete links to third-party organisations involved with entry requirements, websites for authorised SHA plus hotels, COVID-19 insurance, Thailand pass registration and more Chana, the official tracking app. The extensive services also cover arrival, tax refunds, online alerts, to the police through an application. Pitipat Rajaprakhan, the tourism and sports ministry, said the ministry created the portal website as a part of its e-service roadmap between 2022 and 2024 to facilitate tourists who face more difficulties due to complicated requirements during the pandemic. The pile of paperwork and several organisations tourists have to deal with are inconvenient. The ministry wants this platform to help reduce their difficulties when planning trips to Thailand, says Mr. Pia Pat. As the COVID-19 situation has improved recently, he said the government is hoping that border reopenings to four neighbouring countries, Myanmar, Laos, Cambodia and Malaysia, will drive the number of tourists next year to 8 to 15 million, generating 1.3 to 1.8 trillion baht for the economy. He said if the upward trend gains momentum in 2023, Thailand should receive 20 million international tourists that will require the country to have an established system to handle huge demand. According to the ministry, the portal website will help centralise the scattered information regarding travel experiences in Thailand, such as attractions, transportation and food. In the next phase, the ministry will encourage other state authorities to feature their services on the platform and will also leave the backdoor open for startups who want to connect Entry Thailand with their products and services. The first phase of the website has been allocated a 49.6 million baht budget and the ministry hopes the system can help connect Thailand with 7 billion tourists globally. Now, from looking through this website, and the web address is actually entrythailand.go.th, uh, it looks like Thailand are certainly uh, strapping in for the long haul in relation to this Thailand Pass, and I certainly cannot see this going away any time in the future. I'm not sure how that will facilitate international tourism in the future, because to me, the Thailand Pass, regardless if it's a little bit easier from the Certificate of Entry, is still a big deterrent in my view there is a risk when you travel to thailand and it is costly with these pcr tests especially if you're coming from the likes of say maybe america or the uk where you have to do the test 72 hours before you leave one on arrival then one before you leave to go back home and in the case of people from the uk they have to do a test from the second day so you're talking about four tests for a holiday which can add up well over 10,000 baht per person if it's a family of four I mean you're talking nearly probably the guts of 40,000 baht you know over well over a thousand euros so these things do cost money and it's adding significant expense onto what already is an expensive holiday. Now in some other news that has been released by the government today in relation to international arrivals and close contacts the new rules for high risk contacts are as follows and this is very and very important that people know the risk when you're traveling abroad. It's 14 days quarantine in hotel for people in families or groups of close contacts. They must do three RT-PCR tests on day 0, day 5 to 7 and day 12 to 13 and it's 10 days quarantine for sitting next to someone on an airplane who tested positive on the plane and you must do two RT-PCR tests on day 0 and day 5 to 7. It's also worth noting that it would be highly unlikely that your insurance would cover you in this case so please bear all this in mind when considering traveling at the moment. These rules were released to combat What the government fears could be the Omicron wave that will probably at some point happen here in Thailand. And close contacts, basically, if you're a family of four and one of you tests positive, you're all going into quarantine for 14 days. If it's a group of friends, the same thing will happen. So please bear that in mind when you're deciding to come to Thailand, you are taking a risk. Close contacts more than likely will not turn positive, but your insurance won't pay for this. And you'll be in quarantine for 14 days, paying for RT-PCR tests, which in Thailand can be quite expensive. In a private hospital, you're talking three and a half to four thousand baht for a PCR test. So look, again, I'm just giving you the information. It's not scaremongering, but I believe that people, when they spend a lot of money to go on holiday, they should have all the facts. And I'd love to know what you think about all this. In your own country at the moment, if you test positive. I presume that you have to quarantine at home. But I'm wondering if you're a close contact. What are the rules and regulations, for example, in America, in Germany, in the UK, in Ireland, in Australia, wherever you may be. I'd love to know. And please do leave it. Your comments down below in the comment section. It's always great to hear from you guys from all around the world and different experiences that you have in your country. And moving along, reinforcements sent to me in Mark Camp where riot erupted. Security authorities sent reinforcements to the Myanmar refugee camp where a riot erupted on Tuesday night and insisted on legal action against dissident refugees. Paramilitary rangers, border patrol police, local administration, and territorial defence volunteers were deployed around the perimeter of the Meila refugee camp in Tambon, Meila on Thursday in a bid to prevent another riot. However, officials still were unable to enter the camp that lodges about 40,000 Myanmar nationals. Representatives of the refugees stood firm in their demand that an assistant chief of Ta Song Yang District be removed as the chief of the refugee camp, territorial defence volunteers leave the camp, and four refugees detained for suspected wrongdoing be released. Police Colonel Paipoon, deputy commander of Dak. Police said on Thursday that refugees must stay inside the camp and anyone who exited would be arrested. Officials were negotiating with heads of refugee zones inside the camp and asked them to persuade their followers not to instigate another riot. Suspected rioters would be arrested, Police Colonel Pytoun said. He also said that when order was restored in the camp, officials would survey damage on the inside and police would receive complaints about the damage. About 1,000 refugees reportedly started the riot at the biggest camp of Myanmar refugees on Tuesday night. They destroyed and torched offices, houses, shops and vehicles. Media reported that they damaged two offices, a meeting room, about 10 security kiosks and about 40 houses of officials and territorial defence volunteers and about 80 motorcycles and cars. Now what's very interesting about that article and this whole situation is they actually haven't said why these Myanmar refugees have been rioting which i think is part of the story and obviously is being left out for whatever reason i'm going to try dig a bit deeper and find out more about the story and hopefully tomorrow we can bring you an update on it because i think there is obviously a lot more to this than is being reported for whatever reason and next up authorities warn fake vaccine certificates may result in prison sentence Fake news has been spreading about the availability of shady services to issue COVID-19 vaccination certificates for persons who have not been inoculated. Authorities are warning that this is fake information and forgery of state documents entails legal penalties of imprisonment and fines. The government's anti-fake news centre has checked with the Department of Disease Control, Ministry of Public Health about the factuality of such news to find that the vaccination certificates being produced by online vendors were falsified documents. The public Health Ministry asserted that the real certificate may only be issued at a vaccination site and therefore people did not receive the vaccination were not entitled to the document. People are urged to be aware that forgery of state document carries legal penalties that may include a prison term and a fine. Authorities are asking for public cooperation in not forwarding or sharing information about fake certificate services. Information about the COVID-19 situation in Thailand and best disease control practices can be acquired by calling 1422. Now, I doubt you really need an anti-fake news centre to tell you that vaccination certificates being sold online are illegal and fake. And what even more bizarre is that this anti-news fake centre had to contact the Department of Disease Control, the Ministry of Public Health, to check about this. I mean, it really does show what kind of work they are doing in the anti-fake news centre. I mean, common sense alone would tell you that anybody selling a vaccination certificate online is selling a fake and forged document. But hey, you have to have a big budget for a fake news center, use common sense, and to do these huge investigations. Oh, sometimes you just wonder about us, wouldn't you? What a waste of taxpayers' money. That's where I am on this, anyway. I'm moving along. Italy bans tourists from Singapore till January 31st next year. Singapore residents will no longer be able to travel to Italy for leisure from Thursday, December 16th. The Italian embassy in Singapore said on Wednesday that its health ministry had moved Singapore and Brunei to a list of countries deemed to be higher risk of COVID-19 infections. Travellers from countries on the list may enter Italy only for work, health or study reasons, out of absolute urgency, or to return to their homes. Tourists, however, are banned. Exemptions may be granted in specific cases, such as if the tourist is a citizen of a European Union member state or has a partner staying in Italy. The embassy said that those who are still allowed to enter Italy must self-isolate for 10 days at a declared address. Travellers from Singapore will still be able to transit through Italy's airports to other destinations, provided they do not exit designated areas within the airports. These restrictions will stay in place from Thursday till January 31st next year. The embassy did not specify its reason for changing Singapore's COVID-19 risk classification. Media has contacted the embassy on what the new rules mean for travellers set to fly to Italy and for Singaporean tourists who are there now. Flag carrier Singapore Airlines said it will contact customers on upcoming flights to Italy to notify them of the new travel restrictions. Singapore began a VTL with Italy on October 19th, restoring two-way quarantine-free travel between the two countries. Italy had earlier opened up to Singapore. As Singapore's VTL with Italy is unilateral, Italy's latest move will not immediately affect quarantine-free entry from the country into the Republic. This means eligible travellers who are currently in Italy will still be able to use the VTL to enter Singapore without having to self-isolate for days. Their entry will be affected only in the case that Singapore suspends the VTL. Italy's move to ban Singapore tourists is the most significant setback so far for those looking for quarantine-free travel to countries under the VTL scheme. No other country on this scheme that allows entry to Singapore travellers has barred them following the emergence of the COVID-19 Omicron variant in late November but several have tightened testing requirements and Australia also introduced a three-day quarantine for all arriving travellers. And finally, the Phuket news. 65 teams to take part in Phuket Powerboat Racing. 65 teams will compete in the Phuket Thailand Powerboat Princess Cup 2021 competition to be held at Karam Beach this weekend, December 18 19th. Phuket Covid Guard up for New Year. Organisers of large events and parties for New Year celebrations are being asked to ensure that COVID-19 prevention measures are enforced and that all people attending events have tested negative for COVID-19 before being allowed entry. And finally, woman in critical condition as car hits motorbike. Police have yet to determine who, if anyone, is at fault in an accident that left a 66-year-old woman on the road and her passenger companion in critical condition with head injuries after the motorbike they were riding was struck by a car on Tepkissaturi Road earlier today.